Pastor Brooks, thank you so much for joining us today on Closer Look. Thank you. I'm glad to be on the show. I really appreciate it. Tell us a little bit about yourself and your commitment to bringing a positive change to your community. Well, um, I pastor a church on the south side of Chicago where we have a non-for-profit called Project Hood. Hood stands for Helping Others Attain Destiny. Uh, we're interested in uh, eradicating violence and poverty as much as we possibly can, specifically on the south side of Chicago in a little area called Woodlawn. And our goal is to uh, bring transformation and redemption to as many people as possible. And we do that through some fabulous programs of our non-for-profit. Please tell us more about the Woodlawn community, especially for folks who may not be familiar with this area. Well, in 2012, the Chicago Sun-Times called it the most dangerous block in all of Chicago, O Block, which is the block where we are. And it's uh, that block is located in Woodlawn. Uh, Woodlawn is the tale of two neighborhoods. You have this wonderful part of Woodlawn that is growing and it has a great neighborhood fabric. But then you have this other part of Woodlawn that we're in uh, that's really tough and it's, it's, it's heartbreaking to see the people live the way they live. And uh, we're trying to transform it and do something about it. And uh, part of that is the reason why we started this non-for-profit uh, to focus on all the issues that we're dealing with, specifically uh, the gang issue that is really big. Now, a few years ago, you raised awareness to stop the violence by sleeping on the roof of a motel known for criminal activity. Uh, tell us about that. Well, and uh, 10 years ago, I, I went on the roof of a motel. It was known for sex trafficking and drugs and all kind of uh, illegal activity. And we wanted to make sure we get rid of that neighbor, that, that, that eyesore, that problem in our neighborhood so that we could continue the transformation. So I decided to go up on the roof of the motel and I thought, it would take me about a week, but I, I went up on the roof of that motel to bring awareness, but also to raise money to purchase the motel and then tear it down. Uh, thankfully, uh, we did raise the money. It took us 94 days, however, but we raised enough money to purchase that motel and, and tear it down. And since that time, we've been working on trying to build a, a community center that focuses on all the aspects and all the programs uh, that we believe are needed uh, to bring about transformation of a neighborhood. Well, now you have a new mission. Uh, this time, now you've decided to spend as long as three months again, but this time sleeping on the top of storage containers in cold weather. Tell us more about that mission. Well, it's 10 years to the date. It's our anniversary. Um, and we decided to, to do a tenathon. Uh, we decided instead of trying to tear something down, uh, we're going to raise awareness to build something up. So this is part of our effort to build the community center, to bring awareness to the violence, uh, but specifically really bring all the attention we can and all the uh, people that we can to focus on us trying to build this community center because we think it's vital. It's the linchpin in what we need to transform this community. And what we're doing differently this time than last time, uh, last time I was by myself uh, for 94 days, but this time we've done a CEO challenge and we have CEOs and entertainers, athletes, celebrities who are joining me for a night on the roof uh, to help us raise awareness and to help us raise funds. And, and it's been a, a really great time so far with the people that we've had. And uh, we have a lot of CEOs from around Chicago, but not just Chicago, but some from across America who are joining us to participate in this endeavor. All right. And we'll get into that in just a minute. But let me ask you first, why on top of storage containers this time? Well, we wanted the storage containers to, to be a replica of the center that we're going to build. So uh, we, we were having a picture drawn on the front of the storage containers. We have eight storage containers, and on the front uh, it's going to be a drawing of our, the community center that we're building. So it's a replica uh, that we're using to represent uh, the center that we're going to build. 
This is Closer Look. I'm Rafael Sierra, here with Pastor Corey Brooks and his mission to bring positive change to the community. So, Pastor Brooks, this time around, your goal seems to be bigger and bolder. Building a new community center takes a lot of effort. Now, are you getting the support you need to accomplish your goal, do you think? Yeah, so we're getting a lot of help. A lot of people are taking interest, and a lot of people are joining the movement. Uh, A lot of CEOs are participating uh, from various companies and helping us to try to raise enough funds to do it. Uh, It's a big lift. $35 million is a lot uh, of of money to have to raise. Uh, But with people helping us, we believe that we can do it, and we believe that we can uh, make it a a wonderful facility so that uh, people will be able to enjoy it for years to come. And we're trying to do it debt-free um, because we don't want to be burdened by debt. We want all of our money to go into people and programs because we really believe that we can enhance the lives of people and change the trajectory of individuals if we continue our programs and continue our focus. So the building will enable us to, to maximize our efforts, um, but that is being done with a lot of help from a lot of different people. Well, tell us more about the community center. Now, I understand you plan to train and help people find jobs. Is that part of the plan? Absolutely. Uh, We plan to uh, train people for various jobs, uh, but also to do job placement as well. The center that we're going to build, uh, we ourselves will be able to hire hundreds of people from all the various programs that we're going to offer. But we're going to be doing a lot of training uh, to to make sure that people get jobs that are meaningful uh, so they can take care of their families. So job training is a big part of what we're doing. Now, is this because of a lack of jobs here in the community? Well, it's not so much a lack of jobs. You know, around America, there are plenty of jobs right out now. But a lot of times people are not trained for those jobs. For instance, uh, there are a lot of trade jobs that are coming down the pipe. It's one of the biggest areas of, of possibilities and opportunities. But unfortunately, there are a lot of people in our neighborhood who are not trained for those jobs. So we're going to be training people for carpentry, electrical, uh, automobile, um, pavement, all those types of things, because trades offer a big opportunity. So we believe that once we train individuals, uh, then that, that'll open them up for the opportunity to get the jobs that, that are there, uh, that, are, that are available to them, and that they can have if they're trained properly. So you mentioned you plan to be a source of employment as well once the center is, is up and running. Is that correct? Absolutely. We're going to have uh, four restaurants uh, we have an Oberweiss ice cream, a wood grain pizza, the burger joint, and then we're going to offer a vegan option that we're going to uh, be putting together ourselves. And along with our culinary arts uh, that program that we're going to have, that will give us an opportunity not just to train people, but also to hire a lot of people. And then there are other various training programs uh, where we have empl- that we're going to be able to employ people to help us as well. We presently already have about 25 people on our staff, but we realize that is going to um, multiply greatly uh, once we get into the center. I heard culinary arts. Now, do you plan to have a training to help people get into the restaurant business or even perhaps become owners of their own restaurant? Both of those are exactly what we want to do. We want to train people to get into the uh, hospitality arena, into the restaurant world, but we also want to help them to be entrepreneurs. We have an entrepreneurial school uh, at the center as well, and those things coupled together will help individuals who are interested in opening up their own restaurants or their own little storefront businesses, and that's a vital part of, of what we're going to be doing. And, and, and it's very much needed because one of the reasons we believe that we experience violence in our neighborhood is because people have the lack of options and opportunities 
uh, to start businesses. And so we want to help that as well. And you also plan to have recreational activities, right? Absolutely. We're really excited about the recreational stuff, just as we are about all of our other programs. Um, but we're going to be able to offer swimming. We're going to have a swimming pool. We're going to have a golf simulator. Uh, we'll have basketball courts. And, uh, of course, we'll have uh, the arts as well. We'll have a theater, uh, a music and media minute, uh, opportunities. So, you know, it's a wonderful facility with a lot of different options. And uh, I think it'll bring a lot of transformation to our community. And it's very much needed, not just for uh, the kids, uh, but for young adults and, and seniors as well. Uh, you know, they have a workout facility where they can continue their health process. And uh, we're really excited about it. Now, I hear music uh, is a big aspect uh, and something that is planned for the center as well, correct? Absolutely. We have a, a, a media and music uh, program that we're going to be initiating. Is, is they're going to have their own studio. We're really interested in making sure that kids and young people who are interested in music understand that there's more to just being in front of the mic. Uh, we want to give them opportunities to learn how to be behind the mic, how to produce music, how to edit music, and how to play music. And so um, having this facility is going to allow us to do all of those things. And all of those kids who love music and all of those kids who are interested in music and young people, uh, they're finally going to have a place that they can go to uh, to enhance their gifts and skills and abilities. This is Closer Look. I'm Rafael Sierra, here with Pastor Corey Brooks, telling us all about his mission to bring positive change to the Woodlawn community. So, uh, Pastor Brooks, what kind of an impact do you anticipate the community center to have in the Woodlawn community? What do you see happening? Well, we already know that with these programs, we can decrease uh, the crime and the violence in our neighborhood. We've already done that. We're already doing that. And we're only going to be able to do it at a larger scale. So we're believing that when these, uh, when the center is open and the programs are, are magnified to a greater degree, that we'll be able to reach more people, and that in turn will bring about a greater transformation in our community. We definitely are going to see crime go down, as we're already witnessing. We're definitely going to see the economic stability of the community go up, as we're already witnessing. And it's only going to be greater as we're able to reach more people. Well, about crime, I recently read a thousand lives taken uh, within a year here in Chicago because of violence. Now, how will the community center make a difference uh, in helping curb this trend? Well, we believe that uh, we have a violence prevention team that we're going to be able to expand their work. Part of their work entails making sure that they get in front of the violence, making sure that they stop altercations and retaliation. And we believe that when our center is open, it's going to give us a place to not just hire more of those type of individuals to do that type of work, but it's also going to give us a place to deal with the trauma that uh, comes from that uh, violence as well in the neighborhood. Can you imagine being a, a child or a young person witnessing somebody be killed or somebody in your family being killed and never, ever getting the counseling to deal with the trauma? And that passes down through generation to generation. So it's going to give us an opportunity to talk with these younger individuals, to talk with their family members, so that they don't take on a spirit of retaliation, but so they can learn how to, to some mediation skills and learn some skills that, um, and, and through trauma counseling that will enhance and better their lives. Well, it sounds like this counseling is really important, but, you know, we really don't hear about uh, this happening in many communities. Uh, it's usually trying to, you know, they're trying to come up with a quick fix to this, but it's never about sitting down with somebody and helping them overcome an issue and a trauma. Absolutely. You know, change starts in the mind. And so no matter how many programs we start and have, if we don't impact people in their mind, then it's going to be a, a tough road ahead. So not only do we need to give them the skills and abilities 
Um, but we also need to work with their mind. And part of that is having counseling. Part of that is having mentors. Part of that is having individuals that come alongside uh, to help them uh, in any and every situation that they may have, whether it's a family situation, a mental situation, or whatever situation that they're dealing with. We want to make sure that their life is a much better life so that that helps our community as a whole. So once the center opens, now, do you expect this to be a quick turnaround or a quick fix uh, for the Woodlawn community? Or is it going to take a while to get things going and to, and to see real change here in the community? Well, I think we're already doing the work. So it's not going to take uh, a lot of time because it would be different if we weren't doing the work and we were starting from scratch. We're not starting from scratch. We, we have wonderful programs. We're helping to change the lives of people already. It's just that we're not able to do it to the degree that we would like because we don't have our own facility and we don't have enough space to do it. So when we have this center, it's going to allow us to reach more people and it's going to have a direct impact immediately on how many people we're able to reach and the programs that we're able to provide. And and so we see immediate impact happening right in Woodlawn. Now, how about those experiencing homelessness or perhaps even those dealing with substance abuse? Uh, Will you still be able to help? Absolutely. That's part of the counseling that we're going to be providing. Uh, We're not going to just be doing trauma, but any type of counseling services, uh, mental health services that individuals need, uh, we want to make sure that we assist them uh, to get on their feet. We may not have all the answers, but we're we're definitely going to be able to point them to the right places, and we're going to collaborate with the right organizations to make sure that we offer everything that is available uh, out there to help people change their lives. One of the things that we realize is that uh, people don't know about those options. They don't know about the opportunities and alternatives. We want to make sure that at our center that we provide that, whether it's a mental illness, a family situation, Whatever type of situation an individual has, we want them to be able to come to our center and work on it and get an answer and find solutions. Okay. And I'm, I'm assuming that uh, meeting basic needs as well, correct? Like families experiencing food insecurity and so forth. Uh, the center is going to be there uh, to help. Absolutely. We're going to be there to, to help families with food insecurities. We already have provided during the pandemic over 2 million pounds worth of food to families uh, who are in, in need. When we get the center, it's going to allow us to do even more. And so we're looking forward to uh, providing food. We're looking forward to providing every service to help families move out of poverty and break those generational things that have been passed down for, for generations. This is Closer Look. I'm Rafael Sierra, here with Pastor Corey Brooks and his commitment to bring a new community center to the Woodlawn community. So, uh, Pastor Brooks, what's in your heart for wanting to make a change in the Woodlawn community? Well, the fact that I believe that this is what Jesus would be doing, reaching out to the marginalized, reaching out to those who who are without and those who are downtrodden. And that's the work that our church has always been interested in. That's the work that we've always been committed to. And it's the thing that is most fulfilling for us. Uh, We believe it's our passion uh, to reach those type of individuals who are down and out and having some tough times. And, And we believe that Uh, With the work that we do, uh, with the passion that we have, and the Spirit of the Lord that drives us, uh, we'll be able to reach a lot of people and without a shadow of a doubt, help them to change their life. And what about you personally? Uh, What's in your heart? You know, my heart and desire is to just want to help people. I I know God has given me a gift to give and a gift to serve, and I love giving, I love serving, and I want to do the very best I can do to help every individual that I come across 
to have the best life possible. I realize that when I stand before the Lord, he's not going to be interested in how many radio shows I was on and how many newspapers and TV uh, shows I was on. Uh, it's going to be about what I did with the gifts and skills and abilities that he gave me to help all mankind. And at the end of the day, I want to stand before the Lord, and I really want to hear him say, uh, well done, good and faithful servant. Now, do you think others around you share the same desire and this passion to make a change and a difference for the better uh, here in the Woodlawn community? Yeah, I think uh, God has uh, put a team together around me, along with our church, and all of us have the same passion. We're like-minded. We may have different gifts uh, and talents and abilities, but we're all passionate about helping people, and we're all passionate about changing the community. We're all passionate about giving people opportunities, options, and alternatives. And, and all of us working together, uh, we believe, we always say teamwork makes the dream work, and we believe that wholeheartedly. And you mentioned this a minute ago, but what about helping people find Christ through this community center, through what you're doing on top of these storage containers? That's the ultimate goal, because no matter how much we give people, if we don't give them Jesus, they're going to ultimately be lost. And, and one of the reasons that we started this not-for-profit is because our church wanted an opportunity to be able to do missions work locally. And we thought this would be the best way for our church to be fully engaged. And so we're constantly training our church members to serve and be volunteers and share Christ, because not only do we want to impact people on earth, but we want to impact them spiritually so that they have a place after they leave the earth. So how long do you plan to sleep on top of these storage containers this time? (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's a good question. The goal is 100 days. Or if someone uh, or if we collect enough money to pay the building off debt free, whichever one comes first. And I'm I'm praying and hoping uh, that uh, we'll get the money uh, to build this center debt free way before 100 days. But if not, I'm fully committed to stay here uh, for the 100 days for the duration to do as much as we possibly can to help us get to our goal. All right. And earlier, you also spoke about uh, inviting others to join you uh, on this mission to sleep on top of these storage containers. Do you have uh, an encouraging word for these individuals to to join you? Absolutely. You know, we've issued a CEO challenge to a lot of CEOs from around Chicago, a lot of business owners from around Chicago to come and participate. So often people look at the situation and they see that Cook County and Uh, has over a 1,000 murders, which is one of the highest since the early 80s uh, and late 90s. And they're wondering, you know, what can we do to help? Well, this is one of the things that people can do to help in an area that really, really desperately needs it. So I want to encourage those who who are looking for a way to help. um, One, they could possibly give financially to projecthood.org, projecthood.org. Or two, they can come down and help us uh, to raise funds uh, to build this center by reaching out to their circle of influence. And we're inviting them, and uh, we need them, and hopefully we'll see them. So, Pastor, how can people pray for your newest mission? Thank you for asking that. One, we need people to pray that we're able to reach as many people as possible to bring change to our neighborhood. Two, we're asking people to pray that we would get all the funds that we desperately need to build this center debt-free. And then three, we're praying that God would connect us to all the right individuals to make the vision come to pass. Pastor, before we conclude, any final thoughts you'd like to share about your experience sleeping on top of storage containers, uh, your overall mission, or perhaps some words of encouragement for those of us struggling in and around the Woodlawn community? 
Well, I want to say that help is on the way, and I really believe that for a lot of individuals who may be listening, not just in the Woodline area, but all across Chicago and any place that they may be today, uh, I'm really praying that you would know that God is going to make a way. And sometimes it looks like uh, your back is up against the wall. There's no way out. You're not going to succeed. But I just believe if you hold on, uh, God will make sure that you reap a harvest if you don't faint, if you don't quit, if you don't give up. So that's what I want to tell everyone today. Whatever you do, do not quit. Do not give up. And for those wanting to know more about yourself uh, and your mission, where can people find more information? If you would like to know more, they can go to projecthood.org, projecthood.org, and they can find out all the wonderful things about our program and all the things that we're trying to do to change this neighborhood. My special thanks to Pastor Corey Brooks. Pastor Brooks, thank you so much for joining us today on Closer Look. Thank you so much, and uh, thank you for having me on the show. I really, really appreciate it.